0: isn't comfortable, but it it comes back to the calling. And no matter where we're placed, there are a set of obstacles and there are things that want to draw us away from God's will. And continuing to find that and embracing it is where we find the strength to say, wow, this is really difficult, but I know this is what God's called me to. I can stand on his word. I can um, call others in the faith around me who can help encourage me to walk through this, Um, and I can make it through these really difficult times. And then on the, on the same, you know, opposite side of the coin and for the same purpose is when God is, is you know, blessing us or giving us a more comfortable situation, then we can continue to call on others to have accountability or how can I best use what he's giving to push his kingdom forward. Um, and so, you know, I was brought through a lot of uh, examples, Old Testament and New Testament, that I'm just going to touch on. I was going to go into more detail, but if you know the story of... Uh, Of Joseph and in the Old Testament and how he was promised. He had these dreams. He had promises that he was going to rule all over the nation and over his brothers. And he almost dies, gets sold into slavery, goes through this crazy roller coaster experience. So that was a really good example of where God gave him a promise beforehand and he goes through all these crazy tough times. And I mean, think about how much different his obstacles were when he was going through the difficult times where he just had to endure to where he's the second most powerful man and he's got to say, what do I do with all this power? How, how is this, can this be used for good? Because if you think about it, um, you know, there were, when there's this great famine, he has all the food. Some people even today would say, well, why wouldn't he just give that food to people to show God's love? And instead they traded their land, their work, and he just pushed and expanded this kingdom. And and like, just, I don't know, what's harder? What's harder, going through something really physically challenging or where people are calling your character against what's true or where you have all this power? And, you know, I, I think it's just what you're called to and embracing how God, um, how, how God is directing you to go. But I think so often I hear the challenge of, going through the hard part, and I'm thinking, well, that might not have been the hardest part of his life or the hardest decisions he had to make. Um, Or you think about Ruth, where she goes through, her husband dies, she stays faithful to her in-laws, and there's this whole allegory of redemption. Um, But, you know, what was more difficult for her, staying true, or after she's brought in to, to be with Boaz, and she's kind of in this spot of, like, for me, it, reading that story, it's like, ah, oh, I can finally exhale. Like, this is what it's supposed to be like. But then going forward, what's it like? And so I, I think for a lot of us, you know, younger people, that we think, okay, once I have this in life or I get to this spot in life, then it's just going to be smooth sailing. But most likely, if we're honoring God and walking in His purpose, it might be even more challenging or take more wisdom, or you might have to stand stronger on the word that God gave you because how He's called you to live in that situation might not be um, how, how others in that situation have dealt with it. Um, an interesting one that I thought of was Ananias and Sapphira in Acts. Um, so they've got these fields, right? And everyone's selling the, all their stuff, and they're, they're giving it to the group of Christians, and, and, and it's to build the church and to feed and whatever everyone needs. So I, I would assume it seems like they've built some wealth up, and they're part of this movement, but there's still a part in them that's saying, "Well, I don't want to let go of all of this." And it's a funny story too. It was brought up in our neighborhood group, and I've been thinking of it since then. And like, if they would have just been honest up front, like, "Hey, we're gonna give you know the majority of this money, or we're just gonna give a money don- monetary donation," but they wanted to appear like they were giving it all and keep some for themselves. So I wonder, like, I just wonder, like, if they were honest, would they have just been fine? Or if were they really called to sell it all and they just didn't embrace it? But, you know, what if, what was more challenging for them, acquire, living with all that wealth or giving it all up? Like, clearly, they, they were a good example of, you know, it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven because they they held that above being honest and, and giving to the church. But um, I, I you can really look at just a, pretty much any story in the, in the Bible and see the, the, the challenges and the conflict. Um, and I guess the most important one would be with Jesus. And when he's in the garden and he's praying, um, and he says, if this cup can pass from me, let it be but not your will but mine. And I think this is something that I just, I all kind of always get back to when I'm talking to other people or The gospel comes up because i i really don't hear it enough but where we really when we understand what jesus was taking on like how many martyr accounts do have you read or heard of like there's hundreds thousands of them where people are going to their death however gruesome painful it is and they're singing songs and thank you lord for this privilege to give my life for you like jesus wasn't afraid of dying what, like, what was the cup? What was the cup where he says, let this cup pass, pass from me? Right? He's taking on God's wrath, right, for sin? And how, how much of a greater weight that is than anything else we could face. And so, you know, that's, when you're sweating blood, that's uncomfortable, <laughs> But I mean, look what it look what the the grace and you know you can get into so much in grace coming from that or what Jesus endured and the freedom that it gives us, like Ryan was talking about last week. Um, but I guess there's this huge process, and there's a comfort in knowing God. Jesus took on the ultimate the ultimate discomfort, the ultimate pain that bearing God's wrath for all of our sin, so we can. No matter what we're going through, we can take comfort in that as long as we receive it. So it, it, it's all about this thing of obedience and embracing. And in that growth, God like prunes us, right? So we grow and He kind of redirects us, and he, we grow and He redirects us. So He cuts some things off that might get painful, and we grow so we can bear more fruit. And I think another thing that is important to be encouraged with is that God, the Lord disciplines those who He loves, right? So as we grow, he might give us, like, some direction, and we go in that direction. And then he prunes us, which can be painful for a moment, but it's going to bring us to bear more fruit. And I came across a Bill Johnson video um, online a week or two ago where he talks about this. So I'm going to have them put that up if it works. Oh Jesus,
1: they... Desires get formed in us to achieve, to accomplish, for a certain destiny, purpose. uh, These things begin to get stirred up in us. It's hard to imagine how disciples that were fishermen in the Sea of Galilee could ever one day wake up and decide to be world changers. I doubt that they had that desire when they had a life. Goal of just catching more fish. But something happened in their time with Jesus where they started embracing eternal purpose, destiny, significance, all that kind of stuff, the sense of identity. So being with Jesus actually stirs up passions and desires in us. And the Lord puts us in environments where desires and dreams just start bubbling up. They just start forming. We start start thinking things we never thought before. We start praying for things we never dreamt were even possible. All of that is because of our life in Christ. But what happens is the Lord puts us in an environment where dreams, desires, visions, all this stuff start to form in us. And sometimes they, can I say it this way? The root system is right. The manifestation is wrong. The root system, the desire to accomplish anything is right. But James and John wanting to call down fire to kill an entire city, that manifestation is wrong. All right, The God-given ability to dream and to think of impossible things was right. The way it manifested in them was wrong. God never rebuked them for their desires for greatness. He just redefined greatness. You can't prune a branch, you can't see. And so Jesus puts us in an environment where things grow that can be pruned. It's the proof you're a son and daughter of God. God rewards all growth with pruning. He's saying, good job, clip. And that is our life. And so he's trying to form things in us that represent Jesus well, all right? So the dreams, the desires, passions, destinies, significance, all these things that are God birthed in us, they all will take on wrong manifestations if left alone. And that's why the Word of God is so vital for us every day. And don't skip the hard stuff. Don't skip the stuff where he says you have to lose your life for my sake to find it. Don't skip that verse. Read it twice. <laughs> you you got to read it. Why? Because it's a sword. It's a it's a it's it's pruning shears. Yeah. Jesus spoke to his disciples in John 15. He says, he says. Uh, You're the vine, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, the Father prunes it. And then the very next verse, he says, but you are clean already. The word clean there is the word prune. You are pruned already because of the word I've spoken to you. So the whole point is, is let God talk to you because that's what keeps us pruned. And it's not punishment. When God puts you in an environment where you have all these dreams and visions and aspirations, and he goes, no, we need to redefine this one. He's not punishing you. He's just saving you from yourself. Yes, he is. He's saving you from yourself. What the Lord does is he disciplines us so that his blessings won't kill us.
0: So the other reason I throw videos in there too is because there's been times where like me cruising the internet or being on social media or off it or whatever has been like just a distraction or something that has not been fruitful for me. But now I'm finding myself, you know, I'll I'll go to something like that before I start just going through what I'm doing or something that, you know, there's a lot of positives there too, right? So it can be encouraging like, oh, I'm just going to check out a quick worship song or a quick clip. It's just been really encouraging for me. So I just wanted to throw that to you. the last thing I want to mention is that you know a couple weeks ago it kind of resounded in me as well when pastor was talking about moving mountains and having the faith to do that and how there's people in our midst that are called to do very major things and great things and things that have significant impact and taking into account that when God calls us to things or gives us dreams, you know, you've got this whole path of ups and downs, and right? So you're embracing and saying, Lord, thank you for redirecting me where I've been off. And, and like you saying, that's the importance of continuing to be talking to him and listening and have others that hear from him in your, in your uh, life. But when he calls us to do something that's crazy and going to make a huge change, it's going to require being unreasonable in some ways. And others that don't have that vision, you can't expect to have that vision. And so there, there's this thing of being accountable and having others speak into your life. And when they say, yeah, you know, you, you're, when you're being wise about it, and you have like, God, man, I really feel like God's called me to this. And he'll continue to make it clear as it's something that you're called to in your life. There's also going to be an uncomfortable times of opposition in or out of the church, um, in or out of the workplace, or wherever you're called to do it, that it's it's a different thing of just being persecuted or being disciplined by God, right? Oh, this is difficult, I'll just bear through it, or oh I'm being persecuted, it's for Jesus' name's sake, I'll get blessed. But it's like I'm called to this and the the only thing that I'm getting this resistance for this it's uncomfortable is just because these people just don't see it. And like maybe it's not even wrong for them, they just don't see it. Like, you know, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. It's like, an, it's just a different level of things. And even as I look at different, like, kind of thoughts in our culture that come through the media, or just different people's thoughts that you hear of different lines of thoughts, like, there are some strong opinions in our country that just are not based on logic. And, you know, people have a belief, and then their action for that belief seems contrary to what the belief should be. And so, I mean, part of seeing change in the culture is going to be like, okay, they literally just don't understand what I'm saying. So how can I present this in a way that, you know, God's calling me to, to present truth and not shy away from truth, but understanding I'm going to get some, some pushback because of that. So, Lord, I just pray that this word tonight would penetrate the hearts that it needs to, God. I thank you for for disciplining those who you love, God. And I thank you for always having our best interests in mind and, and, and also giving us things to enjoy here on earth, God. But ultimately, we say that we want the greatest pleasure. We want it to be in heaven, Lord. So just form us, God, and make us like you, Lord. And Lord, speak to our hearts, too, if there's others that we need to encourage with this word, God, if there's uh, just other things going into that are going on in other people's lives where they don't see it as being um, a healthy conflict or a loving discipline from you or uh, resistance because of uh, because of righteousness or even because of unrighteousness, that we would have the guts to have the uncomfortable talks with people to encourage them or to uh, to 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 say, hey, this is wrong and and you need to come into life because me bringing this conflict up is a good thing because I have a heart of love and this is what scripture says about it. So God, I just ask that you continue to give us wisdom in these areas and Lord, we just want to touch you tonight, God. So please meet with us in Jesus' name.